Hello and welcome to Watching the Tudors. I'm Heather. And I'm Jonathan. And this is the show where we rewatch or watch for the first time the Tudors and talk about what was real, what was dramatic license, what was just made up, and everything like that. Go through the story behind the drama. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I'm Heather, and I have another show, the Renaissance English History Podcast, that I've had since 2009. And I thought it would be fun to go through and rewatch the show that I haven't seen in almost a decade and kind of like look back on it. And yeah. stuff. And, and I'm Jonathan. I'm her husband, and I'm learning about history through a television show. The first two seasons of which um, I was somewhat interested in, but now we are in, in season three, and I am all. In. You are all. I'm, in. I'm, I'm. I'm really enjoying this. And, and I just have I'm to so say, I'm so curious about the history, so I'm excited about this. The show. last two nights in a row, what started off as mere just chatting after Hannah was in bed turned into massive history lessons for you. Yes, and you, I was so interested. We talked about the Wars of the Roses. Yeah. You got all clear on the Three Sons of York. Yeah. And how Henry, because we were talking about Henry Tudor, and you got really clear on what was going on there. We talked yeah. about Henry the Sixth. then we talked about... I know what happened with Richard and Edward. You like, know who all, killed all the, the princes. Yeah. Well, well I mean... It's a mystery. <laughs> it's a history's mystery. History's mystery. So, and then what did we talk about last night? I forget. Last night was a long one too. Yeah, I don't know. I was into it too, though. I forget. It was good. Anyway, so there, you're you're becoming a history nerd. Like a, a little bit, yeah. It's becoming interesting. And I'm you bought sure a why. history book today. I did. I bought a history book. So, so it's, look at that. I'm it's, being it's converted. It's officially on. Yeah. All right. So this is. <laughs> we're in season three now. We can leave the tears of Anne being beheaded. Yep. Although. In the recap, the first three minutes of the episode, the we first, had to see it the all. The first three minutes were a little rough because it was hard. like all the heartache of, of the past, of the, like 15 years in real confined. life or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 12 years. 12 years Ten, of, of No, nine stuff. years. Nine years. So now we're in season three. Henry's marrying Jane. It all seems okay. So that's a new day. It's a new day for Henry. Yeah. So um, he's got a new look. He does have a new look. So the way we work this is you ask me questions and we talk about it. The spoiler alert. We're going to talk about stuff from the show. So obviously, if you yeah. obviously now, if you haven't seen the show, watch it first. If you want to, you don't want to yeah, know what happens throughout the whole thing. And you're going to hear things about what happens in the future. Yeah. Especially because I have some questions about what's going to happen. So we won't give okay. you know everything away, but um, okay. I'm I'm really curious and right. at least like at least a I'm not going to tell you what happens to Robert Ask. No, you don't have to tell okay. me about that. Right. Okay. Okay. Oh, and if you want to learn more about us, you can go to watchingthetutors.com. Yep. And there we have a, our show our archive and everything like that. So interesting. <laughs> so interesting. All, All right. right. All right. So um, let's let's start. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. All right. Brand, Charles Brandon. Charles Brandon. Kind of seems... The Tudor to, bad boy. Kind of like after two seasons, some things are becoming clear. What? Uh, to, to me, at least. Okay. Is he like the only kind of level-headed person, like in in the whole scene? Well, I don't know. I mean, if you want to call him level-headed, I mean, in this show, he is. I don't know in real life, to be honest. He, what do you mean you don't know if he was that that level-headed, or I mean, you don't was, know if they're all the rest of them were that crazy? He was kind of an asshole to his wife, um, mm. and he was, uh, you know, I mean, he was Henry's friend, and that was he was always Henry's friend. He kept his head. Yeah. So I don't know no, that no, he was but actually just compared to like every other character in the entire show. He seems like 
the only one that doesn't have like a giant plot. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. Against like you're right. most of. I think it was just like his loyalty was just yeah. to Henry. Yeah. Yeah. So he's just Henry's buddy, and okay. that's what he—that's what he is. Yeah. And he doesn't like he's he's more traditional in a lot of ways, but yeah. Yeah, I don't think he was, had a big plot. What made you think that? Like, what what part was it? I don't. Uh, remember. It was just at the be- oh, it was when I don't know. I, it was right at the beginning. He I just don't got hit with scene. this brainwave. Yeah. Well, no, it was. It, it, I think. I think the king was telling Brandon to to do something. Okay. And um, and I was just thinking, like, gosh, Brandon's like the only one who's not insane in this in this in this place. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, just Cromwell's out to like change the world, and and, and like. I'm not saying they're all bad people, no, but, but they're yeah. just all, all like got agendas. Their their hands in many things, and and Brandon just seems like a normal womanizing, yeah, you know, that's fair, rich dude. So. Yeah, I don't know a whole lot about Charles Brandon. There's yeah. some books on him. Okay. Yeah, he never maybe, really. Maybe I, was I never will that. read a book on Charles Brandon, and then you can tell me about him. Yeah. I just know, I don't he know was, about all that. He was kind of a jerk to his wife, the French Queen Mary, when he yeah. was married. All right. So, you know his ward Catherine Willoughby that he remarried. He she he was actually she Catherine Willoughby was actually engaged to his son, but then the French queen well his Henry's sister died and so like within he didn't even give up his mourning, he didn't even finish his mourning period. He just like married her in like an instant. It's like, "Sorry son, you're no longer engaged to her. I'm going to marry yeah, her." Bummer. All right. All right. So then they had the party. Yes. Would they have whole geese? Yeah, and actually, um, the swan. Wait, at the end of the last the swan. Yeah, at the was. end of the last episode, when it showed Henry digging into the swan after yeah. Anne's, and I, I point, I said to you, we you weren't recording. So. That was actually royalty were the only people that were allowed to eat swans, and even to this day, there's a, a law in England that you can't touch a swan unless you're the king or queen, unless you're the monarch, or. I think it's you can't touch a swan yet. Maybe you can't eat a swan. I think it's that you can't touch a swan because it's really weird. Um, so I just think it's interesting. So, I mean, that was, yes, they would do amazing things. When you look at like paintings, these banquets and stuff, they would, the, the, the artistry with which they would do, not, not for every day, but yeah, yeah, for, for, for super special deals. occasions. Yeah. yeah. And they would do things like bake pies, you know, those um, four and 20 blackbirds baked in a pie, that, yeah. that nursery rhyme. And they would do things where they baked pot birds in a pie, but they were still alive. And then you take the top off and they go flying and off. Fly off. Yeah. That's and weird. stuff like that. Yeah. They did all kinds well, of, that's, it's, it's neat. It, yeah. Sir Francis Bryan. Sir Francis Bryan. Yes. Who is this guy? <laughs> like this guy is yeah, something this guy else. Is something. They actually called, he had a nickname. He was called the Vicar from hell. He wasn't, <laughs> He wasn't royalty. He was just a a buddy of Henry's. And he was at court at this time. And um, yeah, he was... Do you know if he had an eye He did. He lost an eye in a jousting accident. Actually, the year before... I think it was 1535 when he lost his eye in a a jousting accident. So yes. And he was was a buddy of Henry's. He was the same age as Henry. They'd grown up being friends with each other. And And so I'm guessing because of his nickname, he... He he was somewhat like this. Uh, yes, this character, just yes. like a brash. Yep he he. Uh, in Wikipedia, it says his rakish sexual life and his lack of principle at the time and at the time of his cousin Anne Boleyn's downfall led him to be called the Vicar of Hell. Oh, so he was Anne Boleyn's cousin. Yeah, the Bryan family. Yeah, but um, yeah, and Jeez. and so it's interesting because I'm. I'm reading Alison Weir's book on Jane Seymour right now. Mm-hmm. 
and it has her showing up to court in timing. 1520 yeah in 1527 or 20, yeah and francis bryan met her because they were he was also a cousin of the seymours because everybody was related to everybody and uh, anyway her brother in the book said you know don't get too close to him because he's very handsy with the women and stuff like that and you know he he, he had a reputation yeah yeah okay so ursula middleton like is she a person? No, like, she's just all made up. She's just a character for fun. Yeah. With her pretty yellow outfit. Yeah. Um, and I think she's going to provide some, the required amount of things to keep it interesting for the men. I, I see. I think that's her. I think that's her role. In this. Yeah. Was that the girl at the end of this? Who he was? With? Yeah. 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 Oh, that was that Ursula. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I see. Okay, so this is what I want to know, and like I guess I don't know. Maybe you don't have to tell me okay. or whatever. All right, give it to me. Like, like what's gonna happen with this Reformation thing? Like, well, if you go to the Renaissance English History podcast and go to the October two thousand seventeen, at which was the five hundredth anniversary of the ninety five theses, there's actually magically a whole series on the reformation in england of multiple uh, episodes they give you the whole lowdown oh, no. there's a whole series there's a, i, I did a like whole one. series in october it was I reformation actually, I remember, month i remember i remember you recording them yes, yes. all right so there are answers so, to those so questions that, all right cool <laughs> what i mean i'll tell you the the very well just 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 like in, the, in one sentence very general mm-hmm. like you don't have to get specific right. but like like, There's going to be, let me, I got it. Okay. There's going to be a lot of messiness for the next 25, 20, 30 years. And then the Elizabethan settlement is going to be a compromise in which okay. neither side is happy. And that's the mark of a great compromise. Okay. But Henry's not going to like go back to being Catholic or anything. Henry waffled back and forth okay, so based Henry's on just confused. whoever, and he never went back to being fully Catholic. Yeah, but until, and we talked about this before. Until the day he died, he was prosecu- persecuting both Protestants and Catholics. Okay, so it's just it's just a um, mess, like yeah. He never he never wavered. He never ever wavered from transubstantiation, transubstantiation which is the miracle of the Mass, where the bread and wine literally turns into the body and blood of Christ. Mm-hmm. He never wavered from that. If you didn't believe in that, you could be you, you were burned as a heretic. He also he at first wanted to have the Bible in English, but he kind of started to waffle around on that as well based on kind of yeah, some influences. things like that. And he never wanted he always kept having the the mass in Latin. So some of the basic core things about he did at first want to have the bible in english so i have to give him that but some of the very basic core beliefs of protestantism which is salvation by faith alone and you know he didn't he he didn't he was always a catholic at heart mm-hmm. okay um and then i just i thought it was very interesting like the little with the priest giving jane the necklace oh, yeah, yeah, of yeah. catherine and it just seems like yeah there's like these interesting games going on between like yeah. we're on your side wink wink and yeah and like the, the chapuis saying all that stuff to jane as well like yeah and she was you know people were very happy that she can't there was this sense that maybe england would be reconciled to mm-hmm. to rome and you know this this whole thing with anne was just a a weird just a weird, a weird time like we all really had through. a spell on him or whatever. yeah and we could all just kind of wake up and get back to get back to life and yeah. move on and Solly Abbey, is that like a specific, is that just one of many? So Solly Abbey is in Lancashire, 
And Lancashire was the first uprising of the Pilgrimage of Grace. The Pilgrimage of Grace is this whole series of uprisings. It started in Lancashire. And so yeah, it was it was dissolved in 1536. Okay. So it's a real place. You know, it's interesting because they have it like the ruins here, you can, you know, it's all still in ruins. Something I read that I thought was really interesting, or I think I heard it on a documentary or something that oftentimes, they would burn the abbey, but leave it in ruins and stuff like that, just as like this added F you to show the Reformation was winning. And I just think it's interesting because now we look at these ruins and we think like, oh, it's decayed over time. Like they actually would do that at the time too, have it look like ruins mm-hmm. to be like, yeah, look, we're in yeah. charge and like your place is in ruins. Yeah, nice. No, <laughs> yeah, nice. Um, I'd be really upset if they if they like came in and burned down my church. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean I people were. Yeah, no, I know. I mean I'm just I'm I'm, I'm agreeing with. Yeah. You know. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's, it's very interesting. We, we were talking a little bit about it, but I'm. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. I don't know. It, 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 it's tough to put myself in that situation, but I'm pretty sure if if I was, like, a member of a church and they came and, like, yeah. you know, stole everything and then burned it down and then killed, like, the my the pastor and, mm. and, the, and the other pastor, like... I'd be really, really upset. You know, and it's interesting. <laughs> like, and out of nowhere. It wasn't yeah. even like he knew anything was coming. And it's interesting, too, because now, you know, like, to get to York from London is two hours on a fast train from King's Cross. Um, at the time, York was, like, an entirely different country. You know, they talk different. And, like, so the, the whole thing about in in London itself and in the the South eastern part of England, Protestantism was was becoming more popular in part because of trade. Um, you know, it was taking hold in England and then or sorry, in like the Netherlands and um and the Low Countries. And so there was more trade with these places like in Kent and Sussex and the and things like that. But up in Yorkshire and these northern counties, Northumberland and places up there, they they didn't have that same kind of relationship with Protestantism. And because they were so far from London, a lot of the government services, a lot of, you know, they never, they can't, we're going to see in one of the later seasons, it's actually one of the most moving scenes at all of that I still remember from watching this the first time when the, the king goes on progress to Yorkshire. And, you know, people come out to, to see the king because they never see, you know, they, in London, the palaces are there and, you know, everything is, is there. And, and, I think that people, there was this sense of like, who are these people from London coming up here? And it reminds me of today with people like in the United States in the middle of the country saying, who are these coastal elites trying to tell us how to live our lives? Mm-hmm. And I think there was a lot of that then. Like the, these people here, these priests, they're the ones who are, who were in touch with. We don't know Cromwell. Who is this Cromwell? Yeah, he doesn't he's, know what, what's he good doesn't, for us. He it, doesn't even know what's going on here. Yeah, right? like that's great. He's he's in London running this stuff. He's, he's like, never he, been here in his life. Yeah, right? he has no idea what our lives are like. What, yeah. Why does he get to say 
what happens to Hence our Abby. Because to take everything and kill everyone and burn everything it, down. Yeah, well, they, did, they didn't kill everybody. I just want to be clear about that. He wasn't well, killing kill everyone. Well, they, they weren't killing monks. Oh, okay. So in general, the monks were given pensions or they were found civil jobs. Like if they, a lot of them had had training in the law or something like that too. So they could find so they found jobs. Yeah. Kind of like the guy, what's his name? Robert Ask. Was, uh-huh. he, a, was he a preacher? Or? No, he was just gentry. Probably. He was like le- a legal kind of representative. That was almost my next question was about him. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Well, let me just ask my other ones first. So the guy was talking about, I don't, I don't know who, who the guy is, but, but the guy who came in to give the report to Cromwell mm-hmm. and he was talking about all the lands they had, like, you know, we yeah. have a million, a million pounds, pounds or worth millions mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. So they, they were taking like all the land as well. Yeah. So he took all the land and the church was the biggest landowner in England at before, the time. That. Yeah. And so he took all the land and then Henry sold it to the nobility so people could buy it at a cheaper price. Uh-huh. And it's interesting because even when Mary tried to unite reunite England to the Pope, mm-hmm. you know, she she never tried to alter that part of it. She still said that the people who had bought land during her father's reign yeah. could keep it because it was a really popular thing mm-hmm. to buy all this land and people didn't like the church having all of that land. And the church was its own separate institution in so many ways. There were different legal courts. So if you were a priest and you killed somebody, you were tried in a in a um, church court. Mm-hmm. And there was a different educational system. There was a different, it was in many ways, it was like a parallel universe yeah. and they didn't pay taxes and, you know, cause they paid their taxes to the Pope. And it was almost like this little fiefdom that the Pope had mm-hmm. in England, you know? And I think that was where a lot of the resentment from the nobility came from too. Those who were resentful because there was like, you know, these, these people, oftentimes the clergy were very corrupt and they were doing things that were, you know, they would get away with murder or whatever and be tried in church courts. And there was nothing that the local yeah, could, could landowner do could it. do about it. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, being able to take that land and put it then under the jurisdiction of the of the civil authority mm-hmm. was kind of a big deal. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. George Boleyn's wife. Yes. What's her name? Uh, Jane. She got a position, like she really got that position. She came as back to Jane's court. Jane's chief maid or whatever she called her. La- chief like lady maid. in waiting. Right. So she went away from court for a couple of months. She had to negotiate for her dowry from her father-in-law for her widow's dower. Mm-hmm. And then um, Cromwell did step in and help her. And then she came back to court. The thing is, though, in that in that show, I said, ask me about that. She's wearing yeah, you white. Mentioned about her dress. The thing about Jane that is one of the signs that she and George actually maybe had loved each other is that she stayed in mourning. All of her clothes were black. Um, when they went through her wardrobe after she was executed, um, oh, like her the rest her, of her life, the rest of her she life, just yeah, wore black. she just wore black, and you know that's quite a statement to be making, considering that you know here we have this king who's happy with his new bride, and George had been executed as a traitor, and his wife is still wearing mourning for yeah. him. You know, so they've a lot of people have, and she supposedly like didn't didn't love him, and like, right, if you really yeah. didn't love, like, would she have really for the rest? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a long time to, to just, if you're trying to prove it to someone or yeah. something. I mean. Yeah, exactly. And then Jane uh, wanted to be nice to Mary. Yes. And that, that did not go, go very well, or at least... At first, but then it did. Yeah. It's just interesting. Like, what what was that? I mean, was that just showing, like, his mixed feelings? Or is that how it went? Like, 
Or do we know? No. I mean, so she wrote, Mary wrote a letter. She had Cromwell deliver it after the death of Anne. And she said, hang on, I have a copy to, of it. To who? To Henry. And she said, most humbly prostrate before the feet of your most excellent majesty, your most humble, so faithful and obedient subject, who has so extremely offended your most gracious highness, that my heavy and fearful heart dare not presume to call you father, deserving of nothing but from your majesty, save that the kindness of your most blessed nature does surmount all evils, offenses, and trespasses, and is ever merciful and ready to accept the penitent calling for grace at any fitting time, right? And then she said, you know, that Cromwell had written her letters, and she acknowledged that she has offended him, and she submits to his just and virtuous laws. And She writes really long sentences. Yeah. And... She said she beseeches him to have grace and pity and compassion um, and all of that. And, but yeah, she, she finally, and she hadn't, she had said that she wasn't going to sign anything stating herself as a bastard, but then she finally had to. And it it really was like, he could have still put her to death because, yeah. So just a question, because I'm just amazed with this writing style. Was okay. this like a thing back then to write incredibly long sentences? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I'm looking so. at the confession as well, which she wouldn't have drafted herself. Yeah. And both of them just have really, yeah. Can I, can I just read a sentence? Yeah. To show? I do recognize, accept, take repute and acknowledge the King's highness to be supreme head on earth under Christ of the church of England and do utterly refuse the Bishop of, of Rome's pretended. pretended authority, power, pretended. oh, pretended authority, power, and jurisdiction within this realm, formerly usurped according to the laws and statutes made on that behalf, and by the king's true subjects, humbly received, admitted, obeyed, kept, and observed. That's all. That's that's an amazing sentence. sentence. So, anyways, thank you for letting me read that. Yeah, no problem. I can't believe they made her sign that. <laughs> it's just so horrible to like have to renounce. I mean, whatever yeah. it is, what it is. But um, I really think Henry didn't have much of a choice at that point. You know, the precedent that it would set if he didn't. Okay, Paul Salisbury is that his name? That 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 bishop guy. Oh, oh, Reginald Poole. And his oh, mother okay. is the Countess of Salisbury. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He so. said, I know who you are, yes. really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. So, um, remember how we were talking about the Edward the Fourth and his two brothers, Richard, and there was another one in there who was executed, the Duke of Clarence, the, the middle one. The Duke of Clarence had two children, Edward and Margaret. So they would have been Edward the Fourth's niece and nephew on the other side, mm-hmm. right? And Edward was killed during the reign of Henry the Seventh because mm-hmm. uh, there were some pretenders pretending to be him, okay. and he was worried about you know somebody saying that he had a better claim to the throne. Margaret was never killed. Margaret is now an old woman. She is Margaret Poole now, and she was the niece of Edward the Fourth. She was also then the cousin of Elizabeth of York, Henry's mother, and her son became a cardinal. Now, Henry VIII had actually paid for her, her son's education. Margaret Poole, interesting, was the f- on, the only woman in England to have a title like that to be a countess in her own right. Mm-hmm. It wasn't dependent on her husband. Um, she was, she got caught up 
Ben, maybe I think we're probably going to see this. She got caught up with her sons were idiots and plotted and all of that. She wound up being executed. And from what they say, I'm not sure how much truth there is to it, but it was a fairly grisly execution. And like she was right. She was like, you know, 70 something at this point. And she's running around saying, I'm no traitor. I'm no traitor. And like the, the henchman is like chasing her and hacking at her. <laughs> she, like It was really nasty. <laughs> So that's what we're seeing here is the start of her son. I see. He's being getting introduced. And yeah. He says, I know who you really are. And yeah. And he starts plotting and all of that. <clears throat> and it's really a bad scene. He really shouldn't have done it. And especially like Henry VIII paid for his education. Like he should have had a little bit of gratitude. And um, I mean, but also he believed in, yeah. he believed what he believed. So, yeah. but he was really stupid and he got his mother executed for it. And then now, Elizabeth doesn't even get new clothes. Like it's like so. It's like okay, Mary, sign this thing, denounce your mother. Like you know, go against everything. I know. And Elizabeth doesn't even like. She, I can't. Even, I'm not even going to buy her new clothes. I'm the. I'm the king. I, I mean, it's not like he's hurting for for cash. I like know. that's that's rough, dude. Yeah, there was a period there where she didn't get new clothes. It got worked out, but yes, it must have been really hard for her. Especially she was only three years old. She didn't know what was going on, and so yes, and they showed her. They showed Jane Seymour selling her jewelry, yeah. saying, "Take this and." you know, blah, blah, blah. Jane Seymour actually didn't really care for Elizabeth like that. That's mm-hmm. like one of the kind of myths. There's this whole myth of Jane Seymour as being this just super caring. caring. everyone in the world. Yeah. She and really she never, she never really did much to help Elizabeth at all. The, the first wife to really help Elizabeth was his, his last one, Catherine Parr. And yeah. she became Elizabeth's guardian afterwards and all of that. But um, I mean, the other, the other ones, weren't around long enough to have much involvement in her. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so she didn't, she didn't really help her that much. Nice. And then he mentioned that they postponed the coronation because of plague. Yes. Did they really postpone the coronation? Mm-hmm. And it was, it was because, because of, of plague yeah. like in the city. Yeah. It was just an outbreak or yeah, whatever. They were regular. And that, that wasn't like the, the big like the black death is that like a uh, is that like another century or something yeah that's like 200 years before this okay cool like I th- that's kind of what i thought in my yeah. head so good good good, good thinking is that like the 1200s or 1300s something? Okay. yeah kind of close um <laughs> it's close. so funny you know in modern times you know 50 years is like really long time yeah. you know and 200 years is like you wouldn't confuse 1720 from from 1920 yeah but in history it's like ah like i'm I'm within a couple hundred years yeah at least in my head yeah right maybe not to a historian but (laughs) my head is like oh that's close it's all yeah no for sure yeah i know that the but that was the thing like it brought plague and then it just kept coming back you know and in the summer it would come back and make appearances because like what like maybe 30 people would die no no hundreds thousands oh Oh, god okay so it's just always it was just always a thing yeah and i mean some years were worse than others some years were really really bad and the the people would try to leave the cities in you know would try to leave london and was it was it is it was it rats i mean like the whole yeah it was the fleas but the fleas from the rats rats, yeah and that and it was like the whole time I yeah mean, that's pretty much what you get if they would have gotten rid of the yeah. rats like and that's why it was such a bad they 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 thought it was related to cats and they they killed cats they killed the cats and they would have killed the they rats. would have cat exactly so it was really it got even worse then Dude, when they don't kill like don't stop kill cats. killing cats I know, right? 
Cats never did nothing to anyone. I really like the contrast where they were contrasting Cromwell being knighted or whatever, mm-hmm. and and the Ask the Robert Ask guy raising his army. Yes. Oh, it's, you liked that? Yeah, I like that. Like this, I'm into this. This is this is for the guys. All this, <laughs> all this war and and f- like soldiers and weapons uh-huh. and, and and yelling and a lot of grunting a, bu- a lot of people going oh yeah oh. Yeah. yeah so yeah. i'm i'm I'm, like I'm way into it <laughs> that's funny what so then he was cromwell was granted or whatever bestowed lord privy seal yes and you i, I asked a little before but um can you please recap for people who, who don't oh, know well, so, so what, actually, what who who or and or what is the lord Privy seal? <laughs> the, that's the person who owns the king's seal as opposed to the state seal so i told you the wrong thing when we were talking about it earlier okay. i said it was the state seal it's the person who has the king's personal seal okay so the, and that's like the, the seal is in like the thing you stamp yeah the wax. exactly okay yeah so the keeper of the privy seal is the the keeper of the king's personal so any of the messages like that go it, out like he keeps in his yeah, pocket he keeps it with or whatever yeah. he, uh-huh. well it's big but yeah. yeah and there's you know other times when people had lost lost the privy seal or you know lost the great seal because they were getting demoted like they actually like you know would go and, and retrieve it and stuff because like literally it meant like you could put out proclamations in the mm-hmm. king's name if you mm-hmm. had that you know so if you wanted to do a rebellion or anything like you had mm-hmm. to it was a, a position of great trust oh. That's a big so it's a big deal mm-hmm. that, that he got he got given that. Yes. Do you think he was scared as soon as he was given that? Like, no, oh, I think he was stoked. Like that, he was really happy. Yeah, yeah. He was um, like, "I'm gonna I'm gonna get rid of some more monasteries here." And then it was interesting seeing Henry then meet Mary. Yes. And he gave her money. Yes. And said, "Ask ask me for anything else if you need me." Mm-hmm. Just. He's, 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 he's confused. Well, I think, no, I think he was really glad to be back with her. He had always loved Mary. Mm, Like he had always, always loved her. And I think it was, I think it was hard for him to balance this position of the monarch. Mm -hmm. And he literally has a subject in rebellion against him. The things that he let her get away with, you know, she, like, she was rebelling against the king. Who? Mary. Okay. You know, and... And Catherine, and for years, and um, yeah, I, I mean, I guess, I mean, I mean, I, yes, I mean, they were going against what he was saying. I mean, in my head, I, I get it's like I'm not going against the king; I'm going against, yeah, his fake wife. I mean, kind right. of like you know these these rebe- these rebellion guys aren't necessarily going against the king; they're going against Cromwell. But right. but I get it; it's still. Because it's the king's people is still going against the king. Yeah. It's just so, I mean, it's strange to me because it's like, they're not repelling against the king. Like, they, they love the king. Yeah. They just want this Anne chick to, to get her hands off you. Or- yeah. But, you know, I and and Henry, Henry was very lenient with with her. Okay. And Sorry. He, he, he did love her. And was glad to be back well, with her. It's nice to see them being nice to each other. Yes. So I like that. Okay, so with the rebellion, then mm-hmm. come the reports of the rebellions. Like, 
they were really like hanging and beating like yeah like members of the uh, yeah whoever the the count the, the Cromwell's men people the, yeah. yeah yeah wow yeah and man Cromwell is messed up like just because then the king you know hears about this and he's uh-huh. like how did you not know about this like you're supposed to know everything and you know how you told me that yeah people were happy like what i mean i i wrote down like what what was he thinking and i mean what was it? what was cromwell thinking yeah he was in a bubble he was in a facebook bubble he like was he, in a, he, he literally like believed it or I, I think he probably did he was like he thought oh this is a good thing for people and yeah. do it and you know and he thought like once people see that if you count up all of the places that say they have a portion of the true cross it would be taller than a building then then, then, then they'll, they'll know. understand and and they'll and say once like, they see that like this box and that's the why thing I he showed s- with the yeah. balls and that's why i said that like cromwell his big mistake was not replacing using the money for schools and, and yeah, hospitals yeah, and not, stuff. not taking the money out of the churches and then putting it into the community. Cause if he would have said to people, look, this is all the money that you've been giving for pieces of the true cross and blood that it's actually mm. like a land. It's a cow blood or something, you know, like here, we're going to actually take this money and build you a school and build you your, your hospital and whatever, I think people would have been much more supportive of him, but it, he didn't. Instead, he takes, he just took it all, he burned it. it down and yeah, d- did not kill anyone. Like I previously thought. Right. Okay. Yeah. And that's just, yeah. Yeah. And taking away the holidays and all of that. And then like taxes go up too. And so, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, but I do think that he, he didn't realize that it was, he didn't realize how bad of a scene it was. Yeah. He was just in his own bubble of the, what's it called? The, when people give you back exactly what. The bubble. It's yeah. It's okay. called being in a bubble. Yeah. That's something. And then did Henry really put out that decree that he was reading yeah. to, mm-hmm. to Cromwell? And was that, do you know, is that word for word? What he I don't know exactly, reading? but he put out a general pardon for people if they would go back and you know disperse that they would be pardoned and and i'm really impressed with the size of the army <laughs> they, they have um it was at it was 30 40, people so just like a little tiny bit of a geography lesson uh-huh these people they were in where like yorkshire lancashire Lan- lancashire i think mm-hmm. and they were saying they were going to march to lincoln yeah and then to york uh-huh where where are these places well, these are more the, north than london yeah it's like the midlands and north uh yorkshire is like i said it's two hours on a fast train it's a couple hundred miles to the north okay um and lancashire isn't quite as north and then was Henry was recounting his time when the rebellion was outside of the the gate? The yes, that was when um, we talked about that in our thing on Tudor rebellions. When Henry wanted money to make war against Scotland, and Cornwall's all like, "Yeah, Henry the Seventh, yeah," and Cornwall's all like, "We don't want to pay our taxes to go up there," and uh-huh. so they like had a rebellion. And Henry, yeah, okay, and so and Henry was really five, and yep. Um. And then Brandon, do you think he was happy or not so happy to be the leader of this army? Well, he wasn't. It was the Duke of Norfolk. Oh, so that wasn't yeah, real. Yeah, that's incorrect. Okay. And is that Norfolk from 
Anne Boleyn. know from before? Mm -hmm. Anne Boleyn's uncle and that guy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know how to read the comments, my comments from the end. Okay. Just his leg is really messed up. Yeah, it is. It's not, not good. No. The king's really going hard against the people like because that's when Cromwell comes in and he he you know he 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 talks about the rebellion Uh uh-huh and uh you know and he says like if you know I'll kill their wives and their children and you know just destroy them or whatever yeah um he's just really like what's what's up like What's up with that? I mean, well, like, I don't know. It just it just seems like he's like yeah angry about something else. Well, and... there's a there's a lot of people who believe that this year 1536 was the year that he became a, the tyrant that we know him to be. Okay, and then a lot of that came from his the people that know him. Know yeah, him yeah, I don't, I don't. <laughs> yeah. The I historians. Know a, and stuff. I know he had a lot of wives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The historians and stuff and. Um, you know, we also talked about that leg injury and the mm-hmm. medical side of that, not only just that he was in constant pain yeah. and that would go on for the rest of his life, but that they treated it by um, putting lead poultices oh, and gosh. stuff on it, which he basically was getting like essentially like yeah. lead poisoning and, and stuff. lead poisoning like makes you crazy. It right? does. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, you know, it's a, a thing nowadays that we would just basically do antibiotics for and it would clear up. But, um, you know, it, it never went away. He never, yeah, they didn't have antibiotics. that. Exactly. They and just they, did crazy crap, like burn it. Like, yeah. I'm they would, sure, and, and that was it. Yeah. I mean, that was the and, thing for the rest of his life. He was getting bled regularly. He was getting leeches put on him. Like, right. I mean, like yeah, he, all that crazy, the, the physical side of it is the, 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 whatever was happening to him yeah. with the injury aside, mm-hmm those side effects of being bled regularly, the yeah. leeches, the cutting it open and like, and it was constantly opening back up. It oh would heal God. for a little bit and then it would open back up. And it's amazing. He like lived. No, I know it really is. And just having to do that and be, and of course as the King, you can't be like just yeah, complaining. Weak. And also it I'd was be, such a hard I'd thing. I'd be pissed off too. It's like yeah. rebel. Like I ain't got time for this, this yeah. mess. Yeah. Yeah, just kill out, just kill everybody. Just kill everybody. No, for sure. Chop off my damn leg, like while you're exactly. At Gosh. Yeah, and um, and so that uh, there are a lot of people who say that, you know, that come and that that's kind of this might have where, been going on. And yeah, this is the time. This is the time when it all shifted. When it all happened. Yeah. Um, and then and then right at the end he says, and then and then I'm gonna and then I'm gonna get you, like. Yeah. To Cromwell. What a, I mean, what a mess! Like, if I were Cromwell, I would flee at this point. Dude, I yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Because I mean, the other people want to kill you. I mean, it's not like I mean. I was gonna say, you know, if he quashed the rebellion, mm-hmm. but they want his head. Like they they want to kill him. Yeah. Like it's not yeah. like okay, hey guys, here's all your stuff back. It's yeah. like no, dude, it's too late for that. Yeah. And the king. I mean, the king's gonna have to. Man, yeah, kill all those people because he he messed up. Mm-hmm. All right. Yep. So Is that, that it? That's the show. That's the show. Okay, we yeah. ended on a good note. <laughs> well, thank you for listening to us, and we really appreciate it. We'll we'll have show notes and more information about us and everything like that. Our whole archive at watchingthetutors.com. dot com. 
If you like this show, you can leave us a rating on iTunes. We would certainly appreciate that. And um, yeah, thank you for listening. We'll be back again in about two weeks. All right. All right. We'll see you later. Thank Take care. You. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.